This is 8-Bit, episode 101, Guestravaganza, on Sunday, January 11, 2015. This episode is hosted by Ian Buck and Ian Decker, with many guests. So, 2014's over, mm-hmm. and it's just about the time for us to think about that whole year. And maybe review it, because we love reviewing things. <laughs> I think we like doing that a little bit too much. Well, it's not as if we have a medium specifically designated for that sort of thing or anything. Nah. 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 So, the way that this works, we've, we've only done one of these before, because uh, we've you know, in terms of like full calendar years where we have been podcasting, we have this is our second one, yeah. the, the end of the second one. So the way that we did this last year, and uh, we'll pretty much do it the same way this year, is we talk about what games we did play, uh, which ones, you know, so specifically which ones that didn't come out this year, which ones did come out this year, which ones, you know, were kind of like ongoing games that we always play. Which yeah. is a category that we pretty much just made for League of Legends, and then other things get put in there sometimes as well. <laughs> and then, uh, and then DLCs. And for the most part, for the like Game of the Year awards that we talk about right afterwards, it's the games that came out this year that are eligible for the most part. Mm-hmm. So let's get right into it. Um, here's the games that I played this year for for games that didn't come out this year. I finished Borderlands 2. We did. We did. Yes, it was good. Uh, played Badland, Assassin's Creed, Pirates, Smash Hit, The Room, The Room 2, Stargate SG-1 Unleashed, World of Warplanes, World of Tanks, and The Plan. Uh, and then ongoing games are Kentucky Route Zero, because that's uh, an episodic game where they release an episode once every, like, eight months. Oh. <laughs> it's not planned that way. They just release them when they're finished, you know? Yeah, yeah. Super Hexagon, of course, and Audio Surf. And then games that did come out this year that I played, Monument Valley, Two Dots, Duet, The Walking Dead Season 2, Among the Sleep, The Wolf Among Us, Broken Age Act 1, Octodad, Dadliest Catch, Transistor, Fly, Catbug, Fly, Thief, Codename Singus, Hex Cells Complete, and by that I mean like the three Hex Cells games that exist right now, mm-hmm. at, and Titanfall. For DLCs, I played the Monument Valley Forgotten Shores expansion, Burial at Sea Part 2 for Bioshock Infinite, The Walking Dead 400 Days, which was the uh, in-between seasons thing, and then Assassin's Creed 4 Freedom Cry. You forgot one in there. What did I forget? Uh, Borderlands 2, Captain Scarlet and her Pirate's Bootay. Wait, did we finish that one? Yeah, we finished oh, that one. yeah, you're right. Okay, yeah. <laughs> I did forget about it because we didn't review it, you know, and write that down. Um, yeah, we did. Did we? Yeah, we did. Okay. That, that's how I compiled my list was going back and looking yeah. at which games I've reviewed. <laughs> I, I mostly looked at my blog because it's easier to search through that via, you know, text than, than it is to go back through our show notes and stuff. That's true. Um, but okay. So you may have noticed a, a theme, a trend, uh, in the games that I played. Most of them are either mobile or episodic or otherwise very short mm-hmm. because for over half of the year, 
I did not have my primary gaming machine available to me. I left Sasha at home during camp, and I left Sasha at home when I went to Sweden. So I, oh God, I hated that laptop that I borrowed from Jonas. I don't know how that kid uses that computer, but he doesn't have really a choice, I guess. So yeah, I was, I played many, many less like AAA games, which also means that I spent a lot less money on games this year. Yeah, and I did. Yeah. Uh, Speaking of which, uh, so games that I played that came out this year were Far Cry 4, Dragon Age Inquisition, Smite, The Vanishing of Ethan Carter, South Park, The Stick of Truth, Wolfenstein, The New Order, A Story About My Uncle, Among the Sleep, Goat Simulator, and Jazz Punk. Games that didn't come out this year that I played were Saints Row the Fourth, Borderlands 2, Dragon Age 2, Deus Ex Human Revolution, and Warhammer 40k Space Marine. Then for ongoing games, Smite and League, so that one shouldn't be too big of a surprise. And then DLCs. Believe it or not, I only had one DLC, and that was Borderlands 2 Captain Scarlet and her Pirate's Booty. And I don't think that that one came out this year. No. So. No, I think I think they finished coming out with Borderlands 2 DLCs before 2014 started. Yeah. Probably. Or or if there was, then it was very, very few. And either way, that was the first one, so there's no way that that came out. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. yeah. we, we're playing them in the order that they released them. Yeah. And then Evolve Big Alpha was in the alphas and betas section, Mm -hmm. which I had. Yeah. So now on to the awards. Mm -hmm. So for mobile slash handheld game of the year, my favorite one was Duet. Everybody should go play it. (laughs) And then let me know if you beat my high score on Android because I will beat you back. (laughs) Sonya's shaking her head. She didn't didn't, uh, appreciate the game as much as I did, I think. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, boy. And I didn't play any mobile or handheld games of the year, so I'm I'm gonna have to pass on that one. We're gonna have to get you a real phone. Yeah, when I have the money. Hey, look, here's a Nexus Five sitting here that you know Ryan still needs, I guess. <laughs> All right, indie game of the year. Uh, I chose Codename Singus because it's Cygnus. Sig- yes, I always say it wrong. Uh, sorry, Cygnus. <laughs> Which is funny because it is a interactive radio drama, so I've heard the word said in the game quite a few times, I think, and I still can't say it. Um, but yeah, it's it's it it represents to me what indie games are and should be and can be. You know, it's it's a completely original idea, um, and it's so completely underrated that uh, the Android version at least has less than a thousand downloads. Mm. So more people should play. It's really it's 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 good. It's a it's an awesome concept and the only thing that I think really needs to improve in it is the writing could be better. Which is kind of important for, you know, radio drama, but this is, you know, we're at the beginning of something really cool. So, I'm I'm still excited for it just for the concept. So, you've got the flannel already. Now we just need to get you a beard and a PBR and get a full <laughs> hipster look going. Oh god. Um I have been described as a gaming hipster. Also, what I'm is okay it with that. Uh, what does it have to do with swans? It it really doesn't. The the name. So you're playing as a secret agent, you know, mm-hmm. and the um the 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 organization that you work for is Cygnus. Oh, okay. And so I mean, it has nothing to do with actual swans in the game. The icon for the for the game is a swan. Mm. But yeah. Okay. Never mind. All right, and then for me, my indie game of the year, I thought, was The Vanishing of Ethan Carter. I know I said that I thought that there were a few things that could have been better. Like, I thought that everything was underutilized. Like, there could have been more story, more puzzle, and whatnot. And I still stand by the fact that I think that it, that the mechanic was underutilized, that there could have been more puzzles. Mm-hmm. 
but overall the graphics were better than most of the AAA games that I've seen that came out. So I was reading about how they did that. Do you know anything about how they did it? Not really. So basically the guy, their their I think their their lead visual artist or whatever, he went out to the wilderness, the mountains near I think they live in Warsaw, Poland, and mm. uh and he he would take pictures of like for example a tree from like every angle that he could around the tree. So he would just walk around the tree 360 degrees and it's kind of the opposite of taking a panorama, which is where you take, you know, stand still and then rotate your camera to get everything. He was rotating himself around this tree. Yes. And then they just took all of those raw photos, stuck them into a program and it constructed a three-dimensional model of a tree based off of those photos. And so because of that, they didn't have to do very much work for making all of these models, but it turns out really, really good looking stuff. Huh. As long as you have an actual thing in real life that you can take pictures of. Yeah. Huh. That's cool. And I forget, I forget what that, um, what it's usually used for that technique. It might be like a filmmaking technique or something, but yeah. Interesting. Oh, that's really cool. I didn't know that. Yeah, I only found out when I was going back and looking at Polygon's like year in review um, whole story stream where they're like, here's some really cool feature stories that we've written over the last year. And I, you know, spent most of my vacation when I wasn't skiing or, you know, looking at museums or stuff, (laughs) reading through some of them. And they they did have some really cool things to say about uh, developers in Poland. That was one of them. Awesome. No, and I mean, like, as I said, I, I, I liked the game overall, obviously, because it's my indie game of the year. Because mm-hmm. visually it was stunning. The The story was still interesting and made you try and think. And I, I know a lot of people really liked sort of the sparse storytelling aspect of it. And I, I don't know, I, I kind of like sometimes things to be a little handed to me, a little bit more direct. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, there's also something for imagination to be said. And that it kind of fits into the theme of the game better when it's just the imagination, so... Yeah. As an overall art piece, I I thought it was probably the best done. And that is that is one thing that a lot of indie games are is art, it's piece. art pieces. Yep. So speaking of story, next one is game story of the year. Uh, I chose Burial at Sea episode two because if you know you you might say that like ah uh, they're just kind of going for a cheap like tying in Bioshock Infinite to the original Bioshock and uh you know kind of retconning everything, but it was. I really, really liked it. I really liked going around um, the original, you know, Rapture and seeing how Elizabeth and this whole, you know, like multiple universes, multiple possibilities thing tied into the original uh, game. And, you know, the way that she was trying to deal with the whole, you know, little sisters and big daddies and and, uh, Fontaine versus uh, Andrew Ryan and everything. And you, you saw the whole story from a different, not only from like a different perspective, for, but like slightly earlier in the timeline as well. So then I should play the first two Bioshocks before I play Burial at Sea. Probably. Yeah, you'll get a lot more out of it. Okay, I can do that. I, I think they, they don't have any like big spoilers or anything. Um, well, I already know who the final bad guy is because I saw, I uh, watched Talena play part of it. Okay, okay. Man, your sister's playing some classic games before you. Bioshock and Fallout 3. I mean, I'm playing Fallout and, 3 and as well. The Last of Us. The Last of Us, yeah. Yeah. Well, she got the 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 first two that I mentioned as Christmas gifts. So mm-hmm. Okay. She's been having fun, and I'll probably be sitting and playing some more Fallout 3 when I get home. I'll bug her to let me play a bit because hey, I have to leave <laughs> eventually. Yeah. 
And you left your desktop at, at school on purpose so that you would unplug and, you know, so to speak. So to speak. In this way, at least, I'm doing stuff in common areas with my family as opposed to just being stuck in my room. Right, yeah, yeah. Which is where I would be otherwise. All right, and then for me, I, I thought the, the game story of the year was Dragon Age Inquisition. Um, and, I mean, just looking at the ones that I wrote, it's really or the ones that I liked. It, other than Far Cry 4, um, and maybe a little bit about Wolfenstein, but for the most part, it's the only one that had a large amount of um, story mm-hmm. to be had. And there were some – and it's also the only one that really had some emotional parts of the storyline – other than Far Cry 4, but I felt like the, the emotional hits were better in Dragon Age Inquisition than in Far Cry 4. It is pretty tough to compete with uh, Bioshock and BioWare. BioWare, yeah. Bio, yeah, on uh, story. On story. Yeah. Telltale might. Yeah, they might. But... Though, for Telltale, it's like they've had a couple of really, really good stories, and then a lot of their other ones are like, yeah, I guess. It was, you know, it was all right. <laughs> okay. Uh, so multiplayer game of the year, completely different direction than what we were just talking about. Yeah. Um, for me, it was Titanfall, partially because that was one of the only multiplayer games that I played this year. It was pretty much just Titanfall, World of Tanks, and World of Warplanes. Um, but I, you know, Titanfall just takes multiplayer and brings it, like, not only did they did they do a really, really fun multiplayer, you know, experience, but also... I, I appreciated what they were trying to do with the kind of embedding story stuff, you know, a campaign into the multiplayer mode. It, I mean, it doesn't, it doesn't live up to what the promise could have been, you know, but things hardly ever do. Yeah. Like, yeah. So we, it wasn't quite like the, the Left 4 Dead series. Um, sort of, well. In terms of embedding the story in the it, in I mean, the it kind stuff. of was, it kind of was. Um, yeah, because both of them kind of just give the story through, like, dialogue at the beginning and end of each, you know, each mission kind of thing. Um, but it was also kind of frustrating the way that, for example, if you, it didn't matter whether you lost or won, Mm. like, the story was still the same, which was kind of weird Yeah, to me. But, I mean... It's it's fine. It was a fun multiplayer game anyway. Imagine you how know. much branching that would take then. Well, I, there were only like five missions or something like that in the campaign mode, mm. you know? So they would just have to have different endings for each uh, each mission, I think, uh, depending on which faction won that round. Two, four, let's see. Okay. I'm just thinking, so mission one would have had two possible endings. Mission two would have had four possible endings. Well, yeah, but not necessarily. Like, they, they could have had, you know, so some of the miss- missions, later missions, would have happened regardless of what the outcome of a previous mission was. You know what I mean? Okay. But, like, even even just, like, at the end of the mission, it didn't matter who won. They The dialogue was almost exactly the same. You know, they would be like... Like, you know, the, so, so there's the battle that you're fighting, for example, and then there's like some, some character who's trying to infiltrate and whatever. And like, whether you win or lose, their mission is going to be a success or a failure, you know, the same way every single time. Yeah. Which is kind of like, well, why am I even here? (laughs) You know what I mean? To protect the front lines. Sure. Whatever. (laughs) I don't know. We'll make it work. But I mean, yeah, it did a great job of 
making you just feel awesome, making you feel like you were contributing, whether, you know, no matter how good you were at the game, because you always had like, oh, in a couple of minutes, I'll have a Titan ready and then I can go and wreak havoc no matter what. Yeah. Yeah. Havoc. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, kidding. And then for me, um, I honestly liked Smite a lot. Okay. Um, if you guys don't remember, Smite was a third person MOBA. Um, that had a whole bunch of different modes and took all of the characters were gods from um, cultures around the world. So like Hindu and Greek and Roman and Egyptian and <laughs> Norse and all that fun stuff. Oh, kitty. Um, and I know for me anyway, I, I enjoyed it um, in part because of that, the amount that they drew on the different mythologies just because that's what I grew up loving to read was mm-hmm. the different mythologies from here and there and everywhere. And classics like, major. Classics major. Yeah, exactly. Um, and like I, I've told you that I have a um, a hit list of ancient languages to learn, right? Yes. Much of that list. Wouldn't and you call that more of a bucket list? A bucket. Eh, either way. Going to knock it off the list eventually. Mm-hmm. And each of those languages that I want to learn is based in part at least, on I want to learn the mythology of this area, so this is the language that I'm going to learn so that I can read it in its original language mm-hmm. there and all that fun stuff, just because there's, at least in poems and whatnot, there's so many nuances in language that it's... So you're a mythology hipster. <laughs> you really are. I don't want this this music in a digital form. I want it on vinyl. I don't want to read a translation of this poem. I want to read the original. Music, I'm fine with the digital stuff. I'm not a music hipster. No, exactly. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. But you're you're a yeah. mythology hipster. Yeah, yeah. That's probably a good way of putting it. <laughs> oh God, I refuse to have PBR though. That's why I'm no. Yeah, you, I mean, <laughs> that's why I'm homebrewing. That's there's there's different kinds of hipsters, and it's usually okay to be uh, one of them. I thought the term was just geek. Hmm. Hmm. Maybe is a hipster just like a really stuck up geek? Maybe for whatever whatever they're interested in. Probably. Yeah, that's a good way of putting it. Um, yeah, probably actually. Now that I think about it, because I mean, like I'm, I I I classify myself as a philologist. Phil- that almost sounds dirty. It almost sounds dirty. Um, philologist it literally means lover of words, so lover of language. Okay. Yeah, makes sense. And so being able to and that is a very like pleasing word from a philology point of view <laughs> lots of l's it just kind of rolls off the tongue well and, and also like you can you can trace the roots of each part of the word and be like oh i you know i i know what that means i can feel superior because i can figure <laughs> out what it you know no i mean there's there's the two there's only two words in there they're both greek yeah yeah with uh philo which is let's see philen would be to love um and then hologos is a word huh okay so I would have just gone with lingus. Oh, that's Latin. Ah. One does not simply makes Greek and Latin suffixes and prefixes. <laughs> There's the stuck up part coming out. That's an XKCD, isn't it? <laughs> Maybe. Something like that, yeah. All right. Uh, <laughs> then just just same thing with my issue with the word polyamory. Ah, yes. Because poly is Greek and amorous is Latin. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Actually, now that I think about it, it wasn't an XKCD. It was a Tumblr post probably that i thought of yeah so uh game that we spent the most time playing this year for me it was the hex cells games oddly enough i wasn't expecting it to be those 
but uh, the second hex cells took me like over 15 hours to complete because it was really difficult. And I've spent a good amount of time in hex cells infinite as well, and I'm going to be spending more time in it. But I mean, okay, so think about okay, like I'm not laughing at you. I'm laughing at a joke that I came up with uh, in my uh, head. Oh, of course. Um, but yeah, like it's. Because it's like Minesweeper, which took up a huge amount of my childhood for some reason. Um, it's all, you know, logical thinking. But unlike Minesweeper, you can actually solve all of the puzzles. Mm. Like, it's guaranteed that you will be able to think them through and solve them if you take enough time. I can appreciate that. Yeah. They're, they're really good games. Um, and so, yeah, that, that's, that's why I've, it's been the single most time that I've spent in a game. Hexels, 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 dark side. Hexels, 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 complete. No, we're not doing more sex hells. No, no. Once is enough. Once is enough. <laughs> no BDSM, thank you. Sex hells, not even once. Not even once. Nope. And then for me, just, I mean, big shocker is League of Legends, just because mm-hmm. I love to get on and hang out with friends, and that's probably you know, the easiest thing to do that with on the internet i'm pretty sure that that's why we created this category last year was so that you could a- a- actually give league of legends at least one award <laughs> <laughs> because i was like no i'm not letting you make give it like multiplayer game of the year it's been out for like five years you know? <laughs> yeah all right um game that we wish we could play but don't have a system for i was rather surprised at this one because last year we had we just had a clear like we want to play the last of us mm-hmm. we really really want to play that game so we made sure that we had something that we could give it and this year i looked at like all of the games i i went through wikipedia's list of like video games that have come out over the course of 2014 or yeah and uh i couldn't really find any that weren't on windows that i was super super excited for and so i ended up having to choose between the unfinished swan which is like you know a very artsy indie game that came that's on uh, ps3 i think and ps4 and peggle 2 <laughs> which is a strange strange uh mix up but uh you know i'm gonna go with the unfinished swan mm-hmm. on that one for me, I, I didn't use Wikipedia. I used Metacritic. Okay. And the one that I chose was Super Smash Bros. Wii U. Mm-hmm. Just because I love me some Smash. Yeah. And from what I've heard, it is a very, very good entry on the series. It got a 90-something on Metacritic. Yeah. Like, the only ones that were above it on Metacritic were um, Grand Theft Auto for X-Bone and then Grand Theft Auto for PS4. Huh. Okay. Well, out of... Like, period? Out of like, all? Out of all of them, currently, uh, that are listed on the Metacritic front page for games. Oh, okay. Well, that's probably not going to be, yeah, all of them. Because I, I know that there's a number of them that have 96s, and then, like, I think there's, a like, one or two 98s or something like that. Yeah. In total. Yeah, in When total. looking at, but, you know, the 98s are, like, way back. I think it was, like, Legend of Zelda... Majora's Mask or something like that. Yeah. You know, long time ago. Yeah, no, currently GTA 5 on Xbox One has a 97. Mm-hmm. GTA 5 on PS4 has a 96, and Super Smash Bros. for the Wii U has a 92. Wow. So, yeah, I want to play that one. <laughs> yes, please. Uh, DLC of the year. I went with uh, Burial at Sea Episode 2 because it just it had so many things that I that I wanted, and it had a huge emotional impact on me. One of the emotional impacts was a very bad emotional impact, but I'll talk about that later. Not till after I've played it. 
No, I think I've told you about that oh, before. Oh, yeah, never mind. Yes, you yeah. did. And then I went and looked at this, and I, I kind of gave... We'll, we'll we'll talk about that later. Yeah. Yeah. Very <laughs> The very next thing, actually. Weird. Because you don't actually have a DLC to give an award to. Nope. The only one that you played was not from this year. Yep. Yeah. All right, so gaming moment of the year. For me, it was it was from Burial at Sea Episode 2, and it was the awful first-person frontal lobotomy torture scene. Oh, my God. I uh, I couldn't look away from the screen, but I, I hated it. I It, it was, oh, man. At, like, after the scene was over, I just, I paused the game, and I sat there just kind of like, like, with my hand in my head, my head in my hands, and just kind of like staring at my desk going like, what is, what, what did I just see? What have I witnessed? And I was trying not to like scream at the top of my lungs because I didn't want to freak out my, my, uh, apartment mate <laughs> who was in the other room. Yeah. I, no, I, I haven't had one that's had that much of an emotional impact on me, thankfully, in a bad way. It was really intense, but I'm sure I'll get there. Just got to finish a few other games first. Yeah. Should I make that my J turn project? If you want to. Or should I set Bucky on his way through J through the game of position? <laughs> um, it's your life, man. I don't know. Or should I play the new games that I got? Because I, as I told you, I got Shadow of Mordor, and that's always a a difficult because like it is exciting to be able to play a game soon after it came out and talk to other people about it because you know that's it's top on everybody's minds. But at the same time, it's like that's not a guarantee that it's going to be like the best game that you could play at the time. Yeah. In fact, it's quite difficult for a game to be you know compete with like the entire backlog of awesome games that you have available to you yeah 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 it's an issue which is partially why i'm kind of glad that i didn't buy a, a ton of AAA games this fall because now i realize that it's not really necessary to do so at launch and i'm probably going to save a lot of money that way. yeah <laughs> whereas me <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> That'll hit us next year, or the next few years when we have our apartment. Uh, yeah, actually, slash house. spending money on yeah things, living, living things. Weird. And then for me, I'm pretty sure I talked about this one. Um, and I was a little bit more vague on it during the episode than I am now. Um, but so after Haven, which is the first place where you set up base in Dragon Age Inquisition, that gets destroyed by the main bad guy. Mm. Um, and so you and everyone from the town are refugees. And, like, you barely escape. It looked like you died. And you just barely get away by, by the skin of your teeth. Mm-hmm. Um, and so you show up injured at the camp. And it, it seems like you are Jesus at that point. Because it looked like you died and came back twice now. Nice. In the game. And so you're you're lying down. And one of the priestesses is sitting there um, as you're, you're resting and healing. And you're having a discussion about faith. Are you Andrasse's chosen? Or are you not and whatnot? And um, while this is happening, your generals are arguing in the background. And so your discussion about faith, it it happens. I'm not going to tell you what happens because there's different options and I'm not going to say what my... Yeah, obviously. <laughs> yeah. Um, but afterwards, just because there's so much discordance and you're, you're all sort of at a loss of what to do, um, she stands up and she starts singing. Uh, the Dawn Will Come is the name of the song. And pretty soon your generals stop arguing and start singing with her and everyone in the camp follows suit. And it's just, it's a goosebump tingly moment where you feel, okay, bad things happen, but 
these people are looking up to me and I feel like I can go through and do anything that I need to. I can conquer any enemy. Let's do this. So completely the opposite feeling. <clears throat> completely the opposite <laughs> feeling. <laughs> oh, man. And it's just good tingly feelings up and down your arms and spine and like, okay. Awesome. I, need, I really need to play that game. I, out of all of the games that came out this year, uh, yeah, I, I need to get around to Dragon Age Inquisition. Yeah, if you wait till July, you can just use my computer. Yeah, I <laughs> I mean, I would not be surprised if I end up doing that. <laughs> because then you don't have to pay for it. Yeah, and also I have a giant backlog, and, you know, I'm in no rush, really. Yeah. Well, I also, I do have to play through Dragon Age and Dragon Age 2. And because, then you can do Dragon Age Keep? Yeah, yep, yep, yep. Upload your stuff to Dragon Age Keep. I, ooh, I might have to log out of my EA account. What? Er, no, never mind. We can just, you can just log in to keep, um, on my account from your computer, which should have hopefully the Dragon Age Origin and Dragon Age 2 data on it. Yes, probably. Which, I don't, yeah, we'll, we'll figure it out. We'll figure it out. We'll figure it out. So, uh, uh, worst game of the year. <laughs> this one's always a fun one. Oh boy. Uh, two dots. I chose two dots because it is a complete contradiction of, of concepts. It's a puzzle game that is pay to win, and I hate it. I hate it. I hate it. it was, I felt, I felt so like I, I, I hated myself while I was playing it. So <laughs> and I was like, I, I was playing it more mostly just so that I could like try and hopefully get past this awfulness and find a place where it would be good so that when I reviewed it, I would have something good to say about it. But then like, I was like, no. No, I'm just going to review it. I'm going to move on with my life. Don't play it. Don't play it. <clears throat> and I mean, the game that I chose, it's just, out of all the games that I played, it's just my least favorite. That doesn't mean it's necessarily a bad game. But You're lucky. You haven't played any bad games. Oh, man. <laughs> and that was jazz punk. It just, it didn't feel like there was all really that much happening with the game. There was kind of a story, but it was confusing. and So there may have been a lot going on, and you just couldn't follow it that's entirely possible yeah i don't know (laughs) it was just it weird and seemed it was weird and seemed almost pointless in many times and Mm -hmm. too non sequitur for my tastes okay but i mean it wasn't necessarily a bad game just not necessarily entirely you have to be in the right mood the right mindset for it not nearly stoned enough when i was playing that (laughs) all right um dating sarah at the time so she would have my head if I ever <laughs> did anything like that when I was near her. Yeah, you know, she was a good influence, I guess. Yeah. In terms of <laughs> being stoned and playing video games. All right. Uh, the big one. The B- big one. Best game of the year. Whoa. Hexel's complete for me. I just, it absolutely sucked me in. You know, it's it's one of those games that you would expect to be able to play while doing other things. Because it, you know, it's, it's just like, you, you, it's pattern of recognition after a little while, and you know, you're, you're, but no, it, I couldn't. I couldn't do anything else. I could barely listen to music while doing it. <laughs> that, that's the one where it was like, it, it was a, well, it's a puzzle game, you said. Mm-hmm. It's Minecraft, er, Minesweeper, but completely, Minesweeper, but, but, okay. But you, you're guaranteed to be able to like finish the puzzles. Okay. Cause I'm remembering, I'm trying to remember the name of the, the 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 mobile game the handheld game that you were showing me where it's line maybe you control like a little character you you tap where you want them to walk to and oh it's, it's monument like valley monument valley yeah yeah i really want to play that one just cuz it looked like it was a lot of fun you should 
that's a very good yeah that i think that would have been my second favorite mobile game that i for this year but i i can't give awards for second favorites you know no. there is no prize for silver <laughs> it's not in this one junior ah yes yes i was like i heard that recently where did i hear that <laughs> it was in a movie that we watched yes indiana jones the last crusade let's see oh yeah then my favorite was dun dun dun, dun dragon age inquisition big surprise yeah I mean, you're talking. You're already talking about doing a second playthrough of a 60 hour plus game right after finishing it. Yeah. So it's it better be good. Where I spend about 90 hours on it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, news story of the year. Uh, my favorite was Humble Bundle getting to 50 million dollars in charity donations. I think it's really cool too. Y- yeah, that was. And I mean, it might be kind of a cop out because that was fairly recent, and so I could remember it. But <laughs> you know, I'm I didn't go all the way back to January to find a you know cool news story that we talked about. Same, but and I mean, mine is kind of just funny. Mm-hmm. Um, in that I my favorite one was the real life the war criminal. Um, oh yeah, from like Central America who sued for his use in a Call of Duty game. So he was used as a character, uh, an NPC. As one of the bad guys in one of the Call of Duty games, I believe it was. Yeah, it was um, the most recent one. Uh, Advanced Warfare? No, because this happened before Advanced Warfare came out. Black um, Ops 2. Yes, that one, yes. Or Ghost? Wait. <sighs> Call of Duty. Yeah. Um, <laughs> they're all the same eventually. And and then he lost. I the- think, well, the judge just was like, no, I'm not going to even see this uh, this case. I believe is how it ended. Yeah. So it's like he's a he. Yeah. When you're a bad guy, nobody respects you nope. after you've been able to be put away. So most anticipated game of 2015. Looking forward, No Man's Sky is going to be mine because the concept of just a a procedurally generated universe that can have however many billions of different possible planets mm-hmm. uh the and you know the entire like persistent universe where everybody's exploring the same universe and you can name things when you dis- when you're the first one to discover them etc cetera, etc cetera. it's going to be it's a go- mad dash and a mad grab that first day it's going to be amazing well even but even that after that like the number of things that this engine can generate is just so enormous mm-hmm. that you're not going to have to be the you know there on day one necessarily to discover something new. Yeah, you'll always be able to find things. Yeah, that'll be really cool. Also, space dinosaurs, space dinosaurs, space Rex. Right. Still really bad at push-ups. Rex, Shepherd, Shepherd. <laughs> and then for me is one that I know that I've been excited for for a while. Um, is Evolve? I guess that has space dinosaurs too. Uh, space Krakens. There's more dinosaur things in there, I suppose. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, space dinosaurs. So that's going to be... So if 2014 was uh, the the year of the local multiplayer, 2015 is going to be the year of the space dinosaur. <laughs> awesome. So that's it for year in review, everybody. Um, next up, we're going to have a few guests on, uh, recurring guests who we've haven't heard from in a while and we're going to talk to them about what they were doing in 2014 and also what they're looking forward to in 2015 Mm -hmm. just kind of as a both as a you know what have you been doing gaming wise but also in your life in general 
because mm-hmm. people are interesting sometimes. Weird how that works. I, yeah. I think I told you about this. I had a J term that was devoted to that. Uh, to to learning people's stories. Oh, that is so cool. Yeah. I'm so jealous of you within your in your <clears throat> your school. And like the 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 person who I was paired with in the community for the final project was a I don't know if she was eighty or ninety, but a little old lady. Uh by the name of Dorothy. Dorothy Lutz. It would be Dorothy. <laughs> and she um, she used to be a piano teacher, I can say this, but when she was little, she, okay, she grew up in Africa mm-hmm. because her parents were missionaries. Oh, wow. She had a pet lion. That I'm hooked already. <laughs> and it's just like, what? When you're sitting here and listening to these things that she did with her life, and it's just like, holy cow, you've been, a, you, you, you've done some really cool things. Mm-hmm. So, yes, I totally get that. So, Sonia, since I haven't talked to you in, like, forever, that's not true at all. Okay. But, you know, we're going we're gonna to get you caught up with all of the listeners, all of you and Andrew Bailey. <laughs> and now Tanushree. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. now I'll stop being a listener, just to make Ryan sad. I, I think it's more... It actually makes sense, because you wanted to, you know, like, listen to me talk even when you weren't talking to me, which... I, I, it's sweet. I'm honored. <laughs> and I mean, that's why I listened to Ryan's podcast way back in the day. So I understand, you know. You wanted to hear his voice yeah, while you yeah, sleep? But, well, actually, yeah, I did listen to the podcast while I was falling asleep a few times. And one of those times was when Ryan pretended that he was ending the show. And I nearly started crying. I'm a little bit sad today. Why are you sad today? It's the last show. I was in the TV lounge, everybody else was watching a movie, and I was sitting in the corner, like, crying, because I thought that he was ending his was podcast. Was freshman year? This was, um, was yeah, because it had to be towards the end, because I was dating Kaylin at the time. You just get so, around. I really do. I really do. No, that's not, that's not true at all. <sighs> but, so, what have you been up to this year? Uh, school. School? Yeah. Yeah. Doing your senior year thing? No, no, not anymore. Oh yeah, yeah. Kind of yeah. stop that. Do you do you want to elaborate or not? I was a bio major, couldn't pass OCHEM, so now I'm going to be a Chinese major. Yeah, which is, I mean, so yeah. What are you going to be able to do with the Chinese major that you wouldn't be able to do? Well, obviously, biology major is completely different from a Chinese <laughs> major, but like, you know, you know what I mean. Like, like, what are you planning on doing with that after college? No idea, but I already have job offers. Wow. That's... <laughs> Shoot, I can't even get an internship. <laughs> but those are scams anyway. Those are scams? Yeah. Internships? Yeah. I've never done one. You're just doing unpaid work. Like, you know. That's what children are for. That's true. Yes. That's the, uh, the... What's it called? Chores. When, no, when, when we... Industrial Revolution. That we, that taught us that children are good labor force, right? Yeah, before we had the child labor laws. Yeah, yeah. Man, why did we have to go and do that? Such a wasted potential. Because <laughs> they died. <laughs> so, what did you do over the summer? Um, I did a program with Chinese students to get them acclimated to American college life. And how did that go? <laughs> <laughs> Made some friends. 
made some enemies. <laughs> well, Turn them against of... each other. I only didn't like one of them. Wait, weren't you matchmaking? Yes. Yes! Still am. <laughs> I'm so close to getting one of them. Isn't it addicting? It's not addicting. I'm just really good at it. I've Okay. I find it addicting. What have you been matchmaking? So, Klutz was uh, kind of into my brother. And didn't do anything about it over the summer. Mentioned it to me like at the very, very end of the season, and I was like, "Oh yeah, you should, you should actually, you know, go and do something about that." And then she didn't uh, tell him until after the school year started. Mm. So by that time, she was in St. Cloud and he was in Duluth, and he just said no. He probably would have said no to her face if she had, you know, actually said something over the summer because it's Caleb. But yeah, yeah. Well, I got two of my friends to start dating about three weeks ago. Awesome. They still going strong. It's been three weeks, I don't know. Oh, okay. <laughs> what, you haven't been spying on them? I don't know where they live. Going, oh. We I need... have their books, but that's all I got of them. We need to use technology to solve this problem. Do they have phones? <laughs> yes, flip phones. Ah, oh, damn. <laughs> Why doesn't everybody have GPSs attached to their hips at all times? Well, people want flip phones because they want to be like Star Trek communicators. Yes. Didn't yes. Star Trek have tablets? Uh, it depends on which one you're looking at. Next generation, right? Uh, that one had shoulder. Collars. Yeah, but didn't Picard have? Never mind. Never mind. Doesn't matter. We're really off track. Of course. I. This is just. This is just a a catch up. You know, talking about whatever. It's 2015, and we're thinking about last year and how great and how not great it was. <laughs> yeah. Hmm. Yeah. I think everybody kind of agreed that 2014 was kind of. Um, Let's just forget about it, right? Yeah. I mean, both in terms of, like, world news and sometimes personal life stuff as well. For us in particular, it's been a pretty funny year because we started dating almost a year ago and we spent a total of, like, four months together over the course of the year. (laughs) Because during the summer, you know, I was working at camp and you were way up in Morris still. So that's a long drive. Yeah, one that you were unwilling to make. Of course. In that car? I had it, no days off, so you... Yeah. Yeah. My car's a death trap, which is why I'm glad that it's gone now. You killed it. Yeah. You killed it with fire. And then over fall semester, it was a slightly longer drive. Only a- slightly. Across an ocean. <laughs> Come on, they have cars that do that now. They have amphibian cars. Yeah. I don't know if they're rated for cross-Atlantic travel. You never know till you try. But, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So did you play any interesting games over the last year? Um, well, Walking Dead Season 1 and 2. Which you helped us to review Season 2. Yeah. Back in August. That mm. was good. You got me to play Game of Thrones the first episode. Ah, yeah. What'd you think of it? Um... Well, since I know the characters a lot better in this than, like, The Walking Dead, since it doesn't go off the comic more than... No, actually... It's their own thing. Actually, yeah, it's completely different characters from the comic or the TV show for The Walking Dead. Well, I know from the TV show because I watched the TV show. Right. Yeah, no, the TV show and the comic are actually pretty similar, I believe. Yeah. Though I've never... I haven't read, and I've only watched the first season. Okay. Well, with Game of Thrones, anyway, I know who I dislike, and Mm -hmm. I know who I like, so I try and be on the people I like's good side. Yeah. It's kind of difficult to do that, though, because you're in a tough position. You know what I mean? Well, I don't mind if they die. I don't have an emotional attachment to any of them, so... We're talking about the new characters, right? Okay. 
the new characters whose last name I can't even remember now. Forrester? Yeah, those guys. <laughs> Clearly it made a big impact on me. Clearly. Oh. Clearly. It made a big impact me on me at the time. Yeah. Like, I was like, I was yelling at the screen, like, no! Or yes! Depending on when. Uh, when during the episode it was. And I started playing Omega Ruby because it got that for Christmas. Yes! Actually, we haven't reviewed that yet on our show, so we should find some people. Maybe you'll be the one to help us review it. Great. I'm only on the fifth gym. Out of? Eight. And then... Okay, it's always eight, isn't it? It's always eight, and I don't know if they go on to, like, the Johto and Kanto regions. In which case, it could be 16 or something. I think that second generation was the only one that really did, like, cross-area, you know, content. Well, I think. Yeah, I know there's a place where you can get, like, Kanto Pokemon, because I see right. like, Pidgeotto stuff online when I was looking for things. Mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. Can't, and you can probably trade Pokemon to yeah. that game from other ones that are set in different areas. Probably. It's been a long time since I've played Pokemon. <laughs> I never grew out of it. I don't even... I, I mean, if I didn't have to buy a whole different system to play it, I probably would play it. Maybe. If you promise not to break mine, I could lend it to you. Maybe. It was a Christmas gift for my sister. But I have so Yeah, I know. I was there. Oh, yeah. 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 No, then it was a birthday gift, not a Christmas. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah, yeah, it was. I don't remember things. Yeah, my wireless card kind of got overshadowed by the DS, didn't it? I'm sorry. But <laughs> yeah. I thought it was important that you have access to the internet on your desktop. Well, I also knew that you were getting that for me, because when I said, oh, I should go and buy that, you're like, no, you shouldn't. And I'm like, yeah, you said I should. I'm pretty bad at thinking up reasons for you not to buy things on the spot. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not a deceiver. <laughs> Too bad for you. Mm. So then, uh, are you looking forward to any games that are coming up in 2015, or, or do you have like a backlog of games that you're you know, looking forward to getting through. Well, I still haven't played Portal 2 yet. You need to do that. Still haven't played Skyrims or Assassin's Creed or Goat Simulator. You know, the order that you named them is probably the order that I would say you should play them in. (laughs) Uh, Goat Simulator will only take a couple hours out of your life, though, so you can probably find a smaller chunk of time to do that if you're looking for you're a goat yeah you are many kinds of goats <laughs> it, it's true if you spend more than two hours on that game then um i definitely question your sanity but i'm also very very uh i would admire your your persi- persistence yeah however i do need to go back to that one for just a little bit because of the, the RPG, mmo yeah the mmo yeah. simulator that came it's a free dlc that came out for it. Well, I don't even have the game yet. Yet. Yeah. Just go over to his place and play it. Wait, is it on your Steam? No, it's on his Steam, which I have oh. access to. Well, I could also just go over to Katie's. That's true. Play it there. There you go. There you go. I suppose the uh, the rest of the Game of Thrones is coming up in 2015. Yeah, I think I'm going to see if I can kill as many people as I possibly can. Oh, you are mean. Why? <laughs> as in, like, get get... Forrester characters killed. Is well, that what you're saying? If, if it makes the person, the characters who I like in the books like me more, then yes. Okay. You have strange priorities. I'm not taking this game seriously. Clearly not. I I mean, I wish that uh, it didn't have to, you know, I, I wish that I could cause <laughs> characters from the books to die, but uh, that probably isn't going to happen. 
nope. because they need to be alive for later plot points in the books. Speaking of which, I should get going on book four, I think. Yeah. Yeah, I already. I could tell you who dies. Please do not. I could tell you what happens. Please do not. I could tell you who lives. I know what games you're going to be playing. Really? Because I'm planning on playing some of them with you. Oh. I have a bunch of like local co-op slash local multiplayer games that I'm actually now going to have controllers to play them with so we can play them together. <laughs> okay. If you want to. Well, I'll have more time because I'm not going to be a bio major. He just wants to play with you, that's all. It's true. So true. <laughs> Anything else that you want to add? This is the first one of these that we've recorded, so I, you yeah, know, I have I'm, no idea what I'm doing here. Well, I have no idea what you're doing either. Any sage advice for, for the listeners? Um, Wash your hands after going to the bathroom. Don't run with scissors, something like that. I don't know. Um, The five-second rule actually doesn't matter. The same amount of bacteria will be on it no matter how long it's on the floor. Mm. Mythbusters did this. Nice, nice. Does that apply to people, too? Why would you drop people on the floor and then eat them? The Walking Dead. <laughs> I think at that point you don't care. Yeah. Yeah, no. All right. Thanks for coming on, Sonia. So, Ryan, what have you been up to over the last year? Oh, you know, I have been up to a lot. You know, it's been a long year. Uh, not a lot of podcasting here in the late year, though. No. No. no that kind of petered out. Yeah, you know, I'm okay with that. I'd like, are you planning on starting it up again at See, all? See, the, the problem is here, it's really hard to do a show. And I think Andrew Bailey most well discovered this. It's really hard to do a show without a co-host who's actually there. I like his version of, you know, re reevaluating it how to do the show though. Right, yeah. You know, every other week that seems mm-hmm. very, very reasonable. And I if I were to return to the glory of podcasting, I mm-hmm. probably also would do that. And I would uh take a leisurely approach to gathering the news that's there. Right. Because from what I've noticed there is none. I have what, fourteen hundred articles in uh Feedly right now? Mm-hmm. All garbage. Mm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, what were we talking about, Ryan? Uh, the history of life. Sure. Yeah. yeah. She probably knows better. Bio. Is that right? Yeah. Oh. Oh. Yeah. Yes. Um. Yeah. That's all I know. I didn't do a lot. So, what kinds of classes have you been doing this year? Oh, you know, good stuff. Uh, programming languages. Huge fan of programming languages. All of them. Yeah. Just all of them. <laughs> All, all, uh, every single the, one. None of them are better than others. They're just all. Oh great. no, that's not true. At okay, all. there are, there are ones that are better and ones that are not. When you first said that you were using Rust, I totally thought that you were talking about the game. Yeah, you know, apparently there's this game called Rust, and I uh, I don't know what that is. What is that? So it is a survival multiplayer survival crafting game, mm-hmm. sort of like. Sort of like Daisy, I guess. It's kind of in. It's people have lumped it together with that, right? Especially because it released as like you know an alpha, mm-hmm. and and people have been playing it, and so you just go from like being completely naked and having nothing to like trying to build up your fort and like defending your stuff against other people. So when did that come out? I think it released towards the end of 2013. Okay, so that makes sense, because Rust, I think, has been around, at least in the conception in any stages anyway, since 2011. And on Reddit, the subreddit is slash Rust, and for the game Rust, it's Play Rust. 
Okay. And and of course, when you search for anything about the language called Rust, it'll come up with the game Rust because mm-hmm. it's more popular. Yes. So you have to do Rust Lang to get anywhere. It's such a shame. Yeah, they couldn't have seen that coming. No, probably probably not. I mean, whoever thought a programming language would be colliding with your game name? Yeah. 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 Well, uh, you know, the the programming languages thing is a, a a great amount of fun. I'm taking an intro to compilers, which is just not an intro class in any way. No. It's, it's an end graduate level class that's where I either live or die. Right. But it's going to be great. Well, So all of the stories that you hear about, you know, this programming language, that programming language, you know, it was written in like a week or whatever, and, you know, they just like threw it together, and now and everybody sucked. uses it, and I'm pretty sure I'm describing JavaScript. Yeah, you were. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> You know, I I have a unique skill set. I have all the web stuff that you know I've mm-hmm. done, and I that you hate that I love and hate simultaneously. WordPress, hi, how you doing? Uh, that CMS sucks, but I also have all of the stuff I've learned in class, which is systems and low-level compiler stuff. Okay, and so I have really two diverse skill sets that are completely uh, separate from each other, but could be used somehow to make something. So, have you been playing any interesting games? I mean, uh, I play Guild Wars. Aside from- <laughs> no, but I no, I, I, I respect awesome you. Game. I, I know, I know. I just get, like giving him a hard time for it. No, but I I will make one remark about the Guild Wars. Okay, maybe two, or maybe more than that. <laughs> you, you stopped playing Ingress this year. Hold on, we'll get back to that. <laughs> uh, I have a new phone. Anyway, uh, oh, so no. so Guild Wars. So part one is I now have eight characters, one of each class in Guild Wars, all of the lady. So my first goal in the game back when it came out, and I had finished by what. I just, why is Ingress on your phone? We'll get to that. I, you know, we got to go in order. No. Um, my first goal in Guild Wars was to return to, uh, or, or to accomplish. <laughs> That's loud. <laughs> yeah, but you didn't do it into the Microsoft. No. Acquiring position. Login established. Welcome back. It's been a long time since your last login. I was getting worried about you. Of course not. My, my first goal was to return to actually accomplishing something in a game. Uh, something I couldn't do in Guild Wars 1, which was to clear the entire game's map. And I managed to do that within, like, what, seven, eight months? Yeah, I was really impressed. I was too. And I did it. And uh, that character was my first character. I played maybe 500 hours on that character. Mm-hmm. Um, no other character I have played that long on. I've leveled all of my other characters, all seven other characters in 700 hours, collectively. Um and that's pretty impressive right there. So my second goal was to have eight characters, one of each class, all at level 80 with endgame gear. And so now I've done that. And so now I have really nothing to do in this game. So I don't know. How much... Because their their whole thing was the living story you know, oh, well, what a, what a great host you are. Perfect segue into my next problem. So Guild Wars was the promise of having a living world. You know, these dynamic events would come in and mm-hmm. or, or they would say the enemies won't be picking daisies. You know, the, the enemies won't be on a predetermined track just sitting there waiting for you it to kill them. It sounds like what Destiny was supposed to be. Every game is supposed to not suck, but they all do. Right. Uh, it's their destiny. I'm beginning to reevaluate my hobbies. Playing games? Yeah, that oh, one. Oh, yeah. I, I, uh, yeah, I don't know. So the, the problem is... The event system couldn't, you know, there's only so many events you can make unless mm-hmm. they're generated, and then they're generated. So then what? And well, yeah, then it's no man's sky. Yeah, exactly. And we don't know how that's even going to turn out. No, and it's not going to be good. But I can be excited for it I in know. the meantime. I just like how it looks. I don't care. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, so that there's that problem. But then there's also the problem of ArenaNet in general, and that is uh, between the, their lack of communication and their insistence on 
something coming which will be great, and then we're all disappointed anyway. Mm-hmm. So we we were given initially, you know, the uh, a two week cadence. So uh, kind of like the TikTok cycle for Intel, okay. there would be there'd be a big thing at the beginning of the month, and then midway through the month there would be a smaller thing that drove the story along, and then the next next two week period at the beginning of the next month there'd be a big thing that moved the story along more and then so on Mm -hmm. and this was okay but for for some reason uh they couldn't keep it up and i don't know and it it does sound difficult to do right and so then they stopped doing that for a while uh and then for a year we had this like month on month off thing so there would be a month of storyline every other week and then we'd have a month of like a festival so it'd be like it's New Year's festival, or it's so there's, Halloween. There's or, just confetti everywhere, and nobody does anything. But it's different colored confetti, so right. keep that in mind. Yeah, right. That sounds difficult to do too. Uh, yeah, you know, it's so hard to make a square into orange and red and green. <laughs> so there's that problem, and so now we're at this this point where we have the living story and the living world. So the mm-hmm. idea is that every two weeks, a unlockable story component comes out and you get a few instances to go out into the world and explore how the story is evolving. And that it, it works, but you can complete them in like 14 minutes. Okay. And between when they started doing this, this season in 2014, uh, and now they've taken two breaks, a month and a half each, which is repulsive. Like, just no no new storyline for a month and a half twice. And uh, then the entire amount of content probably could be played by you in two hours. Mm-hmm. So, what, eight months for two hours of story time? It's not good enough. Yeah. And um, I'm an explorer. My, my goal was to map clear, and, and so they haven't really made any new maps. No. And uh, that's just a disappointment in all directions there. Now, what I will tell you is on January 24th, I don't know if it's PAX. I don't know what game thing is coming up. Do you know? January 24th. Might there's, be GDC. There's some kind of game thing coming up uh, on January 24th. You'll have to look into that. Mm-hmm. But uh, apparently they have a big announcement coming, which means how can we let our players know that we hate them? <laughs> hmm. So how does uh, how does this segue into Ingress? Oh, that's Being, completely irrelevant. That, oh. Yeah. So now that's a different topic. But it, Okay, but it is a part of your life again. No. No? No. So, as you might have heard, I got a new phone. Yeah. And so, we were going to talk about it Big on reveal. the special, but uh, we didn't. Okay. Yeah. And You uh, heard it here for first, folks. Yeah, heard it here <laughs> first. <laughs> some t- indeterminate time in the future. According to Google, on January 24th, 15, there will be Monster Jam. I don't think that's what we're thinking. I, I don't. <laughs> I, I di- I, yeah, I don't. I don't think that's the same thing. No. Um... So I got a new phone, and this is the Nexus 6, and Ian and I had talked about this at length uh, on the um, what the X at the Nexus might be if it weren't in the Fringe uh, podcast. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, it's it's actually a really nice phone. It's big, but you get used to it pretty fast, uh, you know, in a couple of days. It tastes pretty uh, plasticky, but the glass is I can wonderful. confirm that. Nom, nom, yeah. nom, nom, nom. Um, and, and actually, I have a case on it, if you haven't noticed. And yeah. uh, the reason I have a case on it is it's too small without the case. <laughs> okay, you sound like you're losing grip on reality Okay, now. no, but you don't understand. So... I, I would ask for you to take the case off, but it's literally impossible. We'll see if I can get it. Yeah. Oh, that's not hard. Okay, well, see, he figured it out. So, I think the edges are too small for me to hold properly. Mm, I see what you mean. Uh, so, I use the case as kind of like uh, an edge in extender to, to have a little bit more grip. 
That's how I felt about the case that I had for my Nexus 5. Mm-hmm. And then a- after I found out that you can send in the Nexus 5, you know, when you break w- it, when you break it uh, <laughs> for any reason and get a new one. Yeah. Um, I was like, okay, well, I'll just not care about this and take the case off. And then I realized how much better it feels mm-hmm. to carry a Nexus 5 without a case. You know, I, I, I haven't... I really never used the Nexus 5 without a case. Like, I had the case before I had the phone. and <laughs> I, Just like the Nexus 6. Yes, indeed. So I've, I really never got to experience it. But since I got the Nexus 6, I've had the Nexus 5 out of the um, case. And it is so tiny and feels so nice. <laughs> what was I missing all those months? I, I, a lot. There's, there's some pretty good innuendos going on here. Yeah. <laughs> out of the case. I don't know. And uh, so I wanted to try the the new phone, you know, and its range of capabilities, such as its GPS performance, its 4G performance, and all sorts of other types, wow, of performance. And, you know, the uh, Nexus 5 um, works, and the Nexus 6, yeah, I know. The Nexus, Nexus 6 works really well, and all of the things work probably better. In a bigger phone, guess what you can have that's bigger? Battery? No. no. Uh, bigger antenna, bigger uh-huh. GPS antenna, bigger, bigger, bigger. Bigger Wi-Fi antennas, just all of those things just perform better. I've never thought about the size of an antenna being important. It turns out that I can get better reception on campus. And, well, I mean, I'm right next to my router here, so it doesn't matter. But on right. campus, I noticed that I get better 4G speeds, or LTE is what they call it these days, I yes. think, right? Um, the GPS seems to be more accurate. I don't know if that's a consequence of Ingress sucking less, but I, I'm going to make the phone mm. take the brunt of that. Mm-hmm. So it's nice. It works. Um, now let me tell you about Ingress. What a piece of crap. Yeah. That, just this, this game. So around here and where I live, there used to be one portal. It was in the park Yes. Um, at the sign. Now there's like four portals just randomly. There's one at the playground. The playground equipment is now a portal. I saw that. And it's like, why? Why would you do this? Because uh, the game has turned into just a bunch of level eight farmers. And by level eight, I mean level twenty. Yeah, doesn't even go. Yeah, now, now that they have, well, it's up to level sixteen, right? Yeah, I think unless so. they've expanded. No, since it's then. it's sixteen. But of course, who can be sixteen? Because you need black badges and everything. Oh my goodness! Mm-hmm. Oh my goodness! Yeah, yeah. I'll achievement hunt, but not in Ingress. I, I gave up on that. Especially since Ingress actually doesn't have achievements for Google Play. But it was kind of funny. So I, I was testing at the U on campus and. I was just sitting in the basement of one of the buildings, and I could get GPS signal and, you know, LTE signal pretty well, enough to play the game accurately, and so I can walk around in the tunnels in winter Wow! to play the game. Nice. (laughs) Nice. Yeah. So, I mugged a few portals, and then four minutes later, they were unmugged. Yeah. (sighs) Those dedicated players. I am not them. Is is the... uh... Is, is the U of M Twin Cities campus still a cesspool of blue? Yeah, it, it of is. Course. Perpetually, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Such oh well. a shame. Yeah. What can we do? I don't play. Not, yeah, that that's the solution. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, are there any games in 2015 that you're really looking forward to? Do I, do I play games? Do you know? Probably not, but... Uh, and, well, you, and usually the, the you know weird artsy games that you seem to get excited for when I journey. get excited for them, you know... They, you don't really hear about them until they have the, come out, and then suddenly everybody's yeah. like, "Whoa, wait a minute, what's this?" Well, you did mention No Man's something. No Man's Sky. Yeah, Sky. Yeah. I, I would uh, maybe look into that if mm-hmm. it comes out, and we'll see when it does. I think that might be a 2015 release. Who knows? Mm-hmm. Um, I don't, I don't, I don't keep up on this game stuff. No, what, what, that's tell fine. Me, tell, tell me about them. What about the? What games are coming out? Do I care about well, any of them? No. We'll actually talk about that in the section that the listener has already listened to. 
the year in review. So, you're, so is this like one of those times where it's non-linear but totally in order? Yes. Okay, well, that's fine. If they could, so it's non-linear, but it's not a branching story either. Uh, I, I I don't know what I was watching, but I I was um listening to this guy um think about what it would be like if books were invented after the web, like you know the internet. Right? Okay, with me? So imagine you had the internet, you know, with My hyper- mind is blown already. Okay, now hyperlinks, you can click on things, you can interact, you right. can type messages to other people, but now books just came out. And so imagine what all the people would say, like, the story, I can't change it. It goes in order and nothing happens. Like, mm-hmm. I can... It doesn't respond to me. It doesn't It doesn't change, it doesn't move, it doesn't interact with me in any way. And the the story is known beforehand. It's not... It's not just in time being written mm. <laughs> on a program or whatever. But I, I thought that was so interesting. And, you know, I don't know why I brought this up. I did start wondering if, for example, you know, I, I buy a game and they, you know, like, they, they update it every mm-hmm. once in a while, right? Whether whether just for technical things or for also, like, adding story stuff, you know. Mm-hmm. Why don't we have that for books? You know, do, do, right. if, I, if I buy a book digitally... Does it actually occasionally, like, if they catch, like, a typo or something, edit that out? Right. Or, like, I don't know. So, so for books, you know, they have the first printing edition and the second printing edition. Yeah. And presumably they do catch things and then change them. But who knows if it's, like, it's probably not on the priority list because it's one word or two words, 20 words. Like, what is the error ratio that somebody would become annoyed at and the likelihood that an average reader in America would be annoyed at anything in a book? Is so low that it's inconsequential. <laughs> right. Mm-hmm. So I don't. I don't. I'm, I guess I'm not an average reader. I. I don't. I don't. I'm sure. Well, so I listen to a lot of books now, you know, through Audible. But uh, this is also where I would put my Audible ad. But I don't have a real <laughs> podcast, so just use somebody else's a sponsor code then. Um, but I, you know, I'm sure they make a lot of takes in those audio readings. You mm-hmm. know, like uh, you know, in Game of Thrones, for example, you're, you're trying to say somebody's name and then you die five times and then yeah. get it right. <laughs> so, yeah. I mean, if you're if they probably hire voice actors who are used to getting things yeah. right. Yeah, but you, uh, I don't know. I'm sure it's still a tedious and very edit-heavy yeah. process. Yeah, but that's something that. Like, they're not going to, after publishing the audiobook, suddenly go, oh, you know, Mr. Recording Person, we need to get you back in the studio to redo this uh, section. Some high-profile books have had that. They've actually oh, wow. done okay. re-recordings of some high-profile books, wow. but not many. Thanks. Mm-hmm. Thanks. So thanks for coming on. Yeah, anytime. Yeah. You know, I'm always here, <laughs> always r- very willing to rant about... And even when you're not here, I know exactly where you are. Because well, I'm still here. Yeah, well... Or there. Yeah. Uh, you know, I'm always willing to rant about the, the, the poison and ingress. I'm willing to extol the virtues of the Guild Wars or hate on Qualcomm. Yep. You know, any of these things that you would need from me, I can do. <laughs> You're a man of many talents, right? Mm-hmm. And now you can take me off the null field on the on the list. Ah, yes, yes. And I will be happy. I will not be null. I will be optionally Ryan. Thanks, Ryan. Mm-hmm. Anytime. So our next guest is Andrew Bailey, who uh, I, don't, I don't remember exactly when the last time was that you were on our show, but of course you have your own show, Control Structure, on the network. I and, do. Yes, and uh, 
unlike the the other host of the other show, you actually do play games. I do, and uh, I do I do not have any ecosystems. However, what does that mean exactly? I have no idea. He just claims things are ecosystems for some reason. Oh, like Guild Wars is a, is an ecosystem. And then it's... and then he goes off and rants about how processors aren't coming out mm-hmm. and stuff. Because those are well, I guess they are relevant to games, but you know they're totally relevant to games. So yeah, so uh, how things have been? I they've been good for me. Um, you know, I I had a pretty eventful year because I was in Sweden and everything for half of it. But uh, I mean, so and you're still in Sweden land, right? Oh, totally. Yeah, no. Um, <laughs> I'm actually I'm in the studio again. I'm in back in home in St. Paul, which is, you know, let's be honest, Minnesota is basically a smaller Sweden. Oh, so that's why the uh, American flag is behind you. Yeah, well, actually, fun story. The one Swedish like household that I was in, um, a a woman who went to college with my mom way back in the day, we went and visited her, and I laid down on the couch in their living room, and then I looked at the pillow that I had my head on, and it had an American flag on it, and I was like, this shouldn't be happening. What's going on here? Well, I have an Ohio state flag right there. So. Oh, nice. So, okay, so your family is from Ohio cuz you're not in Ohio well, right now. Up, I grew up there anyway. Right. So. Right, right. Nice. So, yeah. Is it supposed to be not square? Yeah. Interesting. Okay. So, anyways, but yeah, I mean, uh, you know, the point of this guest catch-up isn't to talk about my year, it's to talk about your year. So, Andrew, what have you been up to? Uh, well, for the past couple months, uh, holidays have been happening, so, uh, like, I've just, like, tr- sort of taken this time to sort of take a break from everything uh, in between work. So, uh, yeah, I haven't really been doing much, uh, aside from gaming, that is. Right, right. Um... So, uh, let's see. I guess uh, I can go ahead and mix in some of the next question, which is... Yes, uh, what have you been, uh, you know, gaming in 2014? What are some highlights of that? Uh, well, recently I've been doing something that I never thought I would ever be doing, and that is playing through some of the Bioshock series. <laughs> um, this is the uh, first game of which is probably the game that let me down the most because uh, I remember when it first came out how everyone praised it for being such a in-depth and complicated RPG and when I finally got it like two or three months later uh, I'm like where's the RPG in this? It's just a fancy shooter. Uh, so... And as, as shooters go it's not that fancy either. Uh, well, the uh, environment is, um, and it has a rather complicated story behind it. Yes, yes, uh, the story was definitely the biggest kind of, the thing that, that set it apart from most other games at the time. Uh, but uh, then again, a story doesn't exactly make a game now, does it? Well, it depends on who you are. You know, some, so, some people are there for the gameplay, some people are there for the story, some people are there, you know, just to hang out with their friends. Right. So, uh, uh, let's see. I just recently finished a Bioshock 2. Okay. Uh, which, uh, you know, it's, is one of those sequels that didn't really need to exist. 
but somehow I liked uh, the stuff that happened at the end uh, pretty well. Mm-hmm. So, uh, but uh, earlier in the year, uh, probably about a year ago, coming up pretty soon, uh, the uh, Broken Age Act One came out. Yeah. So that sort of sets the tone for the year because the year before was sort of the year of the Kickstarters. Uh, so this year we started to see some of those come out. And, uh, you know, the first one of those was uh, Broken Age. Uh, the second half should be releasing, like, in the next, I don't know, five months or so. I I, uh, I hope it's less than five. I, I got the feeling that it was, like, the next couple months. Uh, but at the very least, I'm not going to get my hopes up. Right. Um, so I believe it was sometime around June uh, that the first module of Star Citizen came out. Mm-hmm. Uh, the uh, I believe it's the Arena Commander, and uh, that recently hit version 1.0, uh, so it's sort of like feature complete. Yeah, um, I actually got to play around with that because my brother, it turns out, is you know super pumped for Star Citizen, and uh, and so he actually spent the time after he got home updating Star Citizen to Arena Commander 1.0 because it released like a couple of days after he got home, and we have awful internet. But he he took the time, you know, several days to just download that and patch it in. Yeah, and if I recall, that download was like 20 gigs or something. Something like that, yeah. Yeah. Um, So, uh, you know, as with you, I've also been playing Borderlands 2 quite a bit this Mm -hmm. year. Mm -hmm. Um, I think you're a bit farther along than we are. uh, I forget exactly how... Uh, well, yeah, I got the, uh, DLC on sale. Like, I got the season pass for, like, ten bucks. Oh, that's uh, somewhere. And then, in one of the Steam sales, like, all the DLC was marked down, like, 66% or something, so I just got them all. Like, literally all of them. Yeah. Uh, so, that, uh, made me go through it again, and it turns out that I really like playing as Krieg. Yeah, Ian's been having a fun time with him, too. So... Um, and I see uh, here in your doc you have uh, like the best DLC of the year. And even though it didn't come out this year, I've got to say that uh, uh, was it the Tiny Tina's uh, uh, Assault on Dragon's of, Keep? Yeah, that is the best DLC ever. Um, yeah, we haven't gotten around to it yet. Yeah, uh, that is you know by far you know if you've played through uh, Borderlands two. That is like the most hilarious thing. Actually, yeah. The so Ian and I vowed that we were going to play through all of Borderlands Two and its DLCs together, you know, and we would discover it all and, and not cheat on each other. And Tiny Tina's Assault on Dragon's Keep was the one thing that like really, really tempted me to just leave him behind and go and play it by myself. <laughs> so uh, don't tell him I said that. <laughs> there's. There's that, um, but uh, you know, this year I've also been going back quite a ways, and uh, you know, sometimes it's gone back a little bit, uh, you know, just you know, like Bioshock mm-hmm. era. Sometimes it's been way back, like uh, Fallout. Uh, like I, I finally finished playing through Fallout this year, uh, the original one. Yeah. Did you? When did you complete Twentieth Century? Was that this year or sometime last year? Uh, I believe that was last year. Or uh, I, or maybe, I, I guess by even, by this year maybe. I mean 2014, even though we're in 2015 now. Uh, uh, yeah, I think it was like the tail end of 2013. Okay. 
Um, but so most of, most of the bulk of your two, or 20th century gaming has been in 2014, then? Uh, pretty much. Um, well, let's see. Hang on here. Um, I do remember yeah. you mentioning that you brought that with you to your parents' house over Thanksgiving and like yes. didn't bring anything else to do. Um, pretty much, yeah. Uh, over Thanksgiving. Uh, over Christmas, I also brought it along with me again. But I pretty much kept it in the car, mm-hmm. so uh, because I was, you know, busy ripping discs and whatnot. Um, I remember those. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, you know, again with the Kickstarters here, I'm just, you know, flipping back through my blog. Um, I see uh, Road Rash, uh, which reminded me that another Kickstarter, Road Redemption. Uh, started doing like their beta testing this year, mm-hmm. uh, which you know is another game that you know seems seems to be kind of my style. Um, so and uh, but uh, you know going back and uh, you know you can go way back and live in the past permanently because the Internet Archive released all of those DOS games uh, recently. Yeah, yeah. Not only that, but also like the the huge collection of arcade games from yeah. way, way back. Yeah, I haven't uh, really uh, paid attention to any of the arcade games, but definitely the DOS games. Mm-hmm. In fact, I was uh, playing the uh, version of Oregon Trail that I had when I was growing up. Uh, so, uh, but, uh, you know, along with, uh, you know, I remember uh, 15 years ago, uh, you know, growing up in the uh, late 90s, that uh, even though I wasn't uh, really a hardcore gamer, I still got the idea that a game in 3D is always better than a game in 2D, no matter what. Naturally. Uh, But uh, fortunately, five years ago, uh, we sort of unlearned that. uh, And, you know, this has, you know, sort of brought back, you know, a lot of the uh, older style of games. Uh, You know, not... Not necessarily everything uh, that was done back then, uh, but uh, you know we're also doing it in different ways. Uh, you know we have Kickstarter now, mm-hmm. um, and not only that, but like taking taking lessons that we've learned about you know level design and um, you know gameplay mechanics since the late '90s and applying yeah. those to genres that you know and technologies that existed back in the late '90s. So you know sometimes we have 2D games. Uh, that you know are pixelated uh, like they were back in the day, but other times that's not exactly necessary. Mm-hmm. Uh, like uh, say Little Inferno or uh, World of Goo, uh, you know, like nice 2D games that uh, you know have very slick hand painted graphics. Yeah. On, uh, so uh, yeah, it's it's a pretty exciting time. So you know, not not only do we have the uh, like the big fancy million dollar budget games, we also have these small indie games, mm-hmm. uh, and you know I believe that you know both are a vital part of the gaming ecosystem. See, there I go. I actually live in an ecosystem. How about yes, that? It's it's a bit larger than just Guild Wars Two, I guess. So, um, yeah, that's uh, pretty much it there. So let's see. How about how about larger than uh, just gaming your life in general um, let's see did you didn't change jobs this year did you I did was not it, okay that was was that a few and, years ago then? Uh, 
Uh, yeah, like back when I first started my uh, my podcast. Mm-hmm. So, uh, you know, this is, uh, let's see, I'm going on, uh, I've probably been there about two or three years now. Okay, okay. Like the longest I've ever had a job, you know, after college, um, probably ever. But, uh, you, know, you know, the way things are going for me, uh, like where I'm at right now, I'm not leaving. Good. Uh, that's good. And judging by judging by the length of my bug list, that's not going to be happening anytime soon. <laughs> They're not going to let you go until you clear out that list, right? Uh, well, it's it's a uh, how should I say? It's a guarantee of work. There so, you go. Yes. So so they're not going to let me go because you know there's no more work left. So. Uh, now speaking of your podcast, though, I believe that went through a few changes this year. Uh, not necessarily. Uh, more of a change at the uh, end of 2013. Okay. Uh, in that, uh, you know, Tom Chris decided he'd get married, and as per uh, network uh, tradition, uh, he left. So that uh, kind of forced me to make some changes. So I picked up another uh, guy for my church, and uh, uh, we've changed to a bi-weekly schedule. Mm-hmm. And of course, now that Steve has been uh, Matt approved, you know we can just keep him forever. <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. Um, and I'm actually trying to get another Chris, a replacement Chris, uh, uh, on some kind of show somewhere. He's the one that you've been so, teaching things about stacks and and programming concepts to, right? Yeah, um, he's he's another guy from church, but. Uh, you know, I, I was thinking like last weekend about, uh, you know, how, if you've ever seen a hose on a lawn mm-hmm. and like how like it's sometimes it's, you know, like kind of like swirling around, like spraying water everywhere. Yeah. That's sort of like Chris's thought process. <laughs> like the, the closest uh, uh, metaphor I can think of. So once, once you and, can harness it, then it can become useful. Uh, no, you can't really harness that. No, really? Okay. Un- unless you like uh, long, meandering, uh, tangential discussions about <laughs> random things. Uh, also, if you uh, if you give him any sort of vagueness, he uh, he is very creative with that. So I try to steer him away from that as much as possible. Mm. So, yeah, I've been uh, hanging out with him quite a bit, and he's been coming over uh, every so often with some sort of Marvel movie. And uh, we'll watch it here with my uh, nice, fancy uh, surround sound system. Ah, yes, yes. Speaking, so, of, speaking of Marvel movies, um, you know how the, the second Avengers movie is coming out this spring? I, uh, isn't, it, isn't it like in a week or two? No, 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 it comes out in May. Um and so I, I got the crazy idea of, uh, well, what, how long would it be to have a, a marathon of all of the Marvel Cinematic Universe stuff uh, that has been made to date? And we, we calculated it out, and at this point, it would take just shy of 48 hours. Yeah, I thought, like, maybe two days. It's Yeah, so. it, and, that, and that's, of course, including the uh, television shows. Oh, so... Um... Let's see what else. So yeah, I haven't uh, done any kind of hardware upgrades uh, aside from uh, sound. Right. So, but that's a. Uh, I mean, 
that's one that people don't always think about, but it's kind of important, really. Yeah, um, it's it's a thing that's nice to have. Uh, so, in fact, I uh, specifically chose the uh, Bioshock series because it was uh, pretty reliable that they had 7.1 sound. Mm, mm-hmm. uh, most, of, most of the other games only have 5.1 sound. Um, so I managed to pick those up during a Humble Bundle sale for, I think it might have been the 2K one, okay. I think. Okay. So that's how I acquired something that I never thought I would have. Did, uh, so, so, and that came with uh, Infinite as well, I assume. Uh, it did. Nice. So, but before I play that, I want to clear out some of the games that I started playing, but then stopped for some reason or other, mm-hmm. uh, like Psychonauts. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah. Oh, that's that's one of the games that I started a long time ago, and then realized that it would be much, much better to play with a controller, and so I put it off until until I would get, you know, inevitably get a controller, and it took me until this Christmas to finally have one. So yeah, I'll, I I guess I'll have a whole another section of my list to, to, opened up to me that I can play, play right, or right. or ignore it, you know, at will. <laughs> so um, yeah, uh, this year uh, maybe I'll be uh, getting a laptop, so uh, I'll probably throw Linux on that and start uh, you know playing some of those indie games. Very nice, very nice. So, um, aside from that, yeah, uh, I seem to, uh, you know, I, I realized this like sometime a month or two ago that I haven't actually bought any games in 2014 that were released in 2014. Yeah, and that, I think that's fine because I, yeah, I kind of did the same thing when I was stuck in Sweden with just a crummy laptop that I didn't want to play any games on at all. So I had, yeah, I haven't bought any of the stuff that came out this fall and I don't feel any worse for it. I did see the uh, Borderlands pre-sequel for like 30 bucks, and I was pretty tempted about that. But, uh, uh, but uh, yeah, you know, I decided, like, hey, I got all this other stuff, you know, wait for like a sale like a year or two from now and see what it is. Mm. Yeah, so, we shouldn't let companies like make us feel guilty about, you know, not buying games at launch because like, you know, they, they, they can whine and threaten to not make games unless they make a profit off of them all they want but i don't see any danger of that happening there's always going to be other people who are buying them other saps yeah and, and uh speaking of that uh just this past year it seemed like the uh like the hype train over pre-ordering really slowed down quite a bit either that or it it led to more disappointments uh yeah so you know that's sort of in uh, diametric opposition to the uh, Kickstarter idea. Yeah, that's so, true. That's true. Because you are essentially pre-ordering a game that doesn't exist at the time you pledge your money. Mm-hmm. So pre-ordering but, to the extreme. Uh, but uh, then again, these are most the indie games that everybody loves. So I think Go it figure. would be very interesting to take the Kickstarter model like even further and not just make it you pay us this much money and you get the game and like the soundtrack and any like, you know, t-shirts and memorabilia that you want, but like, you know, sp- spend some money and then actually get a-, a share of the profits from the from the game itself back. Like actual, um, actual micro investment. investment. Yeah, like yeah, but making actual micro investment available to people. And I believe that 
the law allows that now for normal people. If, yeah, if the startup I've, podcast is accurate. Yeah, I've sort of uh, you know looked into that, you know, just researching for my own podcast, but I haven't actually uh, seen something that you know lets you you know invest a thousand dollars or so into just any company. Mm-hmm. So like I, I'm definitely you know keeping keep a watch out for that. It's an interesting world that we're entering. So you know it's you know there the old model is still around. Uh, but, you know, there's a whole bunch of other stuff coming up, too, so. And we'll have to figure out how they all fit into our new world. Yes, so. So thanks for coming on, Andrew. No problem. Uh, great having me on again. Yeah, it's, it's, I think it's been too long since we, since we've talked, but, you know, we've hardly had any guests on in a while, which is why we're doing this episode, really. So, and please, for the next uh, Nexus year-end special, please be on there. Yeah, I can't guarantee where I'll be, but I probably won't be in Sweden. Well, that's a good thing to to hear. Unless you actually liked it over there. No, I did. Oh, yeah, I loved it. Um, On the other hand, most of the people that I met and became friends with were other international students, so I'll be more, more likely to, like, visit them in Spain or Germany or something rather than going back to Sweden. (laughs) <laughs> Which is kind of odd. Yep. But yeah. Talk to you later, man. Don't be a stranger. All right. All right uh, have a good one. <laughs> so, Savannah. So, Ian. Are you ready to talk about your life? Sure. Yes. Uh, so, yeah, basically, I just kind of want to know because we haven't properly talked in a long time. I think the last time that you were really on our show was probably wasn't even in 2014. It was, it was. It's, okay. Because I reviewed V's at one point, because I was oh, bored. Oh, yes. So that was during the summer, like right at the beginning of the yeah. summer, right? Yeah, yeah. Probably. I was, th- I was thinking that it was like the last time that you were on was on with Pokemon X and Y. No. Which I think was the time before V's. Yes. But yeah. Um, so what have you been up to? Uh... I've been playing Minecraft a lot, and that's, the new Pokemon. That's good. Yeah. You want to come on the show and actually review that sometime? Yeah, I will. Okay, that's good. You were just in Sweden, and I... I know. I'm not pushing was you. Was moving. You know. Yeah. Yeah, oh, moving. Yeah. There's a big thing that you did this year. I moved to, from a house to an apartment with my mother because I only have to pay $130 in rent, and that's cheap, so that's Wow, that's not? better than what I'm paying for the house in Morris. Well, yes. Yeah. You're actually pay- paying a legitimate share of the bills. Right, yeah. I mean, it's a, it's a small house divided by six people, so... Six people? Yeah. Something like that. I pay that much, and I get fed, and I get room and board, and I get, uh... I don't know. And it's a nice apartment. Rooms. I've yeah. been there now. Yeah. It's... I mean, obviously, you wouldn't want, like, more than two, three you people want, tops. You're not supposed like, to two in that apartment, because it's a one plus... It's not even a one plus den. It's a one plus small dining area. Right, I mean... Like, which but is my bedroom now. Like, okay, yeah, I guess it would be different if you were living with somebody who you actually sleep in a bed with. Yes. Which is not true for you and your mother. No. Not usually. No. I don't cuddle up to my mother anymore. No? No. No. I'm not an affectionate child. That's funny, because you're affectionate with the rest That's of us. That's an absolute lie, yeah. <laughs> um... Yeah, no, I I loved the view out of your window. You only it, saw it at night. It I was know. dingy as hell and day. <laughs> Thanks, St. Paul. Yeah. But yeah, no, the, the lights look pretty. Mm-hmm. And the capital looks pretty from there. Mm-hmm. It's 
very nice. And I liked the fact that you had ABC so we could watch Agent Carter. Yeah, while that we was were over. fun. That was an amazing coincidence that we came over right when Agent Carter was about to start. Even though we had to watch it in standard duh. Oh, no. It sucks. Yeah, it does. I'm really, really picky about quality because I will turn something on HG even though I'm not going to be looking at it and I'm going to be falling asleep to it. That's okay, yeah. Well, on, on YouTube, that sometimes makes a difference because sometimes they also lessen the audio quality yeah. for lower qu- standard you know, definition. You, it usually doesn't change uh, below, like it doesn't usually change between 480 and 10, mm-hmm. what was it? 1080. 1080. Yeah. Forgot. There's so many Not different numbers and they're all like non-standard in the real world. Yeah. Well, it probably, but, it probably changes if I'm wearing headphones, but I'm using crappy yeah. computer speakers, so who cares? I can tell you that the awful streaming platform on ABC's website yeah. actually does like noticeably change the audio quality when it gets low enough. Of course it does. Which is terrible. Yeah. It's terrible. I had to watch Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. at my parents' house too often. <laughs> I hated it. You should have come over. I. It's true. It's true. I am happily... I, I will happily supply my internet <laughs> to people for company because I'm a lonely person. I should have thought of that. It's, yeah. Mm-hmm. I apologize. So you, you moved... And I think you have a you have a new job yeah. that you didn't have last year. No, most of this year I was a bum, but at the end of August I didn't. I had I got a new job. I'm a cashier and barista at a small convenience store, and it really sucks because I get paid eight fifty an hour. Mm-hmm. How close is that to your house though? Because oh, there's like three buildings over. Okay, I can yeah. go through the skyways, so it's warm. So you never have to leave. No, I don't have to go outside. The, yeah, except to come here. And then I put on a pair of leggings under my jeans and yeah. Yeah, you walked outside to my car, which was, you know, like 40, 50 feet tops. And you were like, it's cold out here. Yeah, I don't go outside for weeks at a time. Yeah. <laughs> there's a restaurant in the in the bottom of my towers and there's a bar in there. Is it still there or is it part of the part that's being renovated? No, it's not being renovated. Okay. They're just renovating my part of the, or my building okay. entirely. Okay. They're not even re- renovating the other tower. Is the the YMCA that's next door, can you get there without leaving? Yeah. Because that would be... Okay, that's hilarious. Go over there, exercise, come back, never... You have to have a YMCA membership, though, and I don't want to pay for it. If my mom pays for it, we get a discount, but there's also a fitness center right next to the laundry room. Okay. You know what sucks? Laundry is $3.50 per load. Are you serious? Yeah. What? And you have to bring your own soap detergent and uh, uh, dryer sheets. Well, that would be highway robbery if it was on a highway. Mm-hmm. I guess it's just robbery. Yeah, pretty much. Man, that's I've become so pampered living on a campus where laundry is uh-huh. free. Yeah. yeah, you're gonna have to deal with this in the real world someday. Someday. Well, I, I guess. I mean, there there is a washing machine in the house that I'm moving into in Morris, but since we're paying for utilities, I, you know, we're indirectly paying for that. Mm-hmm. So there you I'm go. sure it's cheaper. Yes, of course. There's no way that it uses $3.50 in electricity. And, and water. And, yeah. No. 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 And you recently interviewed at Ikea again. Yeah. Uh, hopefully they hire me back on. Like, I'm a little nervous about going back there, but, eh, they pay more. Yeah. That's about it. They pay more and they have more flexibility with hours. And then, I, I think it was this year that you started coming up with the idea of going to school for tailoring. Yeah, tailoring, apparel design, apparel technology, costuming, whatever. Co- oh, costuming. Costuming. Yes. 
I'll probably get work as a tailor because who buys costumes? But yeah, I, well, yeah, yeah. But even if you can't, you know, make money off of costuming, you can go to the conventions and have like the best cosplay around. Dude, the intention is to tap into the cosplay community. Yes. And so, so how? So, it, at what point is that plan? Uh, not this semester because I missed the deadline because I was wishy-washy at it. And uh, so next fall, probably I'll start that program. Okay. This spring, I'm going to spend making costumes for about six people to go to the Renaissance Festival. Nice, nice. You should. Um, Sonia is going to be dragging me to an anime convention in Minneapolis. And apparently I'm going to be cosplaying as a girl. And she's going to be some guy from the same show. Well, you need and to tell me what the show is. I don't remember. There was... I think there was a couple of different ideas and they were from a couple of different shows. And one of them was like some girl who controls rain and like... Or was it ice and he controls rain or something. And, you know, whatever they were fighting. And they showed me a couple of clips and I was like, uh-huh, sure, yeah, I'll do that. Mm-hmm. I yeah. have no idea what you're talking I'm about. I'm helping a lot here. Yeah. yeah. Um... Yeah, so which college are you going to be going to that for? That's MCTC. Okay. That's the only place I could find. What also, it's cheap. What does that stand for? Something Twin Cities. Uh, Minneapolis. Wait, MCTC. Community and Technical Compu- College? Yes, thank you. There you go. I can't spell. So Jonas talked about something that he did at the CCRC, and I didn't think about it and had to ask him what that means. And he's like, College and Career Resource Center? Duh. And I'm like, oh. Of course, okay. I deserve that one. <laughs> so, so that, I guess, yeah, that's that's your real life. Yeah. Is there anything else that I missed? Because I'm, I'm just going off of vague stuff that I remember you telling me a long time ago. Um, I'm an admin on a Minecraft server. That's 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 it for other life. What, what kinds of mischief have people been getting up to there? There's a lot of stealing from some new people, so... Of course. You have to corral them. But otherwise... It's a really nice community. We don't use our powers for evil. Oh, you mean the admins? Yeah. Okay, gotcha. Boy, I can't wait until Subhashri is old enough to, you know, go on Minecraft servers without mom and dad's express permission. Dude, I could let her on. That's true. Yeah, but she has to have access to a computer first. Ah, Yeah. Which is the bane of her existence. Oh, yeah. Is, you know, my mother not letting her do anything with technology ever. Well, you haven't been around to hear her. Whine about the technology. Exactly. Well, she, I, okay, she would be whining even if they let her on. But you know what I mean. Yeah. Like Your mother doesn't let her go on technology for very good reasons. Last night, she painted one of the characters from Castle Crashers. Mm-hmm. Because she had been allowed to play that game on my computer for like half an hour. And she is now completely in love with it. And, you know, can't get it out of her mind. So... That was the the painting of the day. It was actually pretty impressive. It looked really good. Yeah, she's a really good artist. Surprisingly. I yeah. Well, I don't know about surprisingly, but I didn't. It's definitely something that I didn't know about her. Yeah. Until now. Well, she just started drawing one day, and re- she can do really realistic animals and really good Pokemon. All right. But uh, not so good with human faces yet. That's a little bit creepy. <laughs> Are they? They're squarely in the uncanny valley. Oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So, let's see, so you mentioned that you've been playing Minecraft and uh, the newest Pokemon. Mm-hmm. Do you want to kind of give us a preview of what you think of the Pokemon? Well, it's awesome. It's, of course it is. Yeah. And uh, the best part is the music. 
They've updated and amped it up. This one's the trumpets, right? Yes. Okay. Yes. I do. I remember the day that it was announced that Omega Ruby and Alpha Sapphire were coming, and all of Tumblr, meaning yours, was all trumpets. Yeah. And I was quite confused for a really long time about what it meant. Hoenn confirmed. Hoenn confirmed. I wish that we could say the same about Half-Life 3. Yeah, eventually, maybe. Maybe. Uh, I'm not holding my breath. Makes me so sad. <laughs> oh, well. So, got any grand plans for 2015 for what kinds of games you're going to be playing? Minecraft Forever. Of course. <laughs> uh, I'm kind of envious of people who can just latch onto one game and play it for a really long time. Well, there's a lot to do. Because, and Minecraft yeah. servers have a huge social aspect, mm-hmm. which is what I don't like about single-player games so much. Yeah. Because I prefer to be multitasking and talking and doing a whole bunch of things and just uh, doing more than just sitting and absorbing one storyline. Right. I, I I do see where you're coming from because absorbing one storyline is something that you can easily do just by watching a television show or you know a movie or reading a book or something like that. Um, Which I do a lot of. Yeah. Have you been watching any good television shows lately? Uh, I have a list of things I watch. Nice. I really do. I have this binder full of... There are notes for Alpha Sapphire and things I watched and things I'm planning to watch. I watched the entire Legend of Korra in three days. Wow. That's that's four seasons, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And um, I did that right after the finale of (laughs) book four. So everything at once and yay. And then uh, Over the Garden Wall was a great miniseries. Ah, yes. Did I? I told you to watch that. Did you watch yeah, it? Yeah, we, yeah. Yeah, it was great. And um, I, yeah, I made Sonia watch it one during one of our weekly, you know, let's watch a bunch of television shows things. Mm-hmm. And we almost, we almost stopped after episode three because episode three was easily like the weirdest one. Yeah. Uh, but then we made it past that and it was wonderful. Yes, that was great. And uh, I've been trying, trying my best over the course of this year on and off to rewatch the entire Lord of the Rings trilogy, <laughs> extended edition, with cast commentary. Oh, wow. As well. Um, so. I think that's, well, I don't know about extended edition, but Caleb was watching the Lord of the Rings today. Like, that's all he was doing while everybody else was at school. <laughs> he just sat there at his computer watching Lord of the Rings. Why? I don't know. <laughs> I I asked him like, "What are you What are you doing?" And he's like, oh, "I have time." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no. I think I, I think this year was also the year I got back into old cartoons. So Total Drama Island, Code Lyoko. Uh, How old are these? Because I've never heard of these. Uh, they're '90s kid era, which means anywhere from 1992 to 2004. Okay. Uh. Like when I wasn't allowed anywhere near cable. Yeah. Yeah. They were well. They were Kids WB and Cartoon Network stuff that I've been watching okay. a lot of, and they're fun. But I don't have time for all of the things on my list. My list is very, sounds familiar. <laughs> very long. We all have those lists. Actually, I read an article this morning about like managing happiness in in our world of you know like way too many choices in mm-hmm. pop culture and. What he said for for that specific situation is, like, in the morning, like, state your goal for the day, what you're going to watch, what you're going to play through, you know, whatever, and then stick to that goal, and you will feel so much better. Because you won't feel like you're, you know, um, ignoring other things in order to 
play this or or watch through this one thing um, because you know you already made that promise at the beginning of the day. See, I see the point, but again, with the multitasking nature I have, it's better. Like I already make the daily commitment to watch everything Achievement Hunter and Rooster Teeth put out, which is a lot. That sounds like a lot. It is, and I work every day except for Saturday and Sunday, in which I sleep, and um, all day. Yeah, sleep and or play Minecraft. But uh, I do that every day, so that's at least, like, two or three hours of content. Mm -hmm. If I wake up at 9.30, go to work at 10, come home at 5, two or three hours of content, that's 8 plus dinner and breaks, that's 9. And if I'm going to bed at 10... It sounds like they come out with as much content as all of my YouTube subscriptions combined and then some. Yes. That's ridiculous. Yes. They're an actual big production company. Do they understand that nobody has this time? A lot of people do have this time. Enough people have this time that they can watch. They don't have to watch everything. Right. Just their audience is so big that a third of them can watch sure. a third of the things. And sure. Makes sense. Makes it'll sense. It'll be fine. But that's my daily commitment. So I don't get anything on my list done. <laughs> because there are too many more things coming out. Yeah. And then Saturdays and Sundays you can't catch up on things because you're sleeping. Right. Yeah. And because I'm catching up on all the other content that they've put out. Because I don't always get to all of it. Yeah, I, I kind of do the same thing with podcasts, for example. Because, like, on, on a normal... Welcome to Night Vale. Uh, uh, <laughs> <laughs> there you go. And that, that's not even a hard one to keep up on. It is. I can't commit 20 minutes a day. Once you okay, once you go back to IKEA and you actually have a commute, yeah, you'll that'll be fine. easily be able to. Yes. Like, like, like I haven't listened to this show in forever. Mm -hmm. Oops, sorry. It's fine. I mean, like I think Sonia and uh, Andrew were the only ones who ever responded to our you know little like contest of see if you can name the song that Ryan puts at the end of the show. Mm -hmm. And now that I'm back in the United States. Sonia is going to probably not be li really listening to the show anymore because she'll just be talking to me every day instead. Right. Um, what was my point? Ah, yes. So over over the last semester, you know, I had a 30-minute walk to school and then a 30-minute walk back on pretty much every single day. Mm -hmm. And and then, you know, if I was, like, going grocery shopping, that's, you know, a good bus ride into the city and then back because, you know, I didn't want to shop at the one that's right next door that's really expensive. Um. And so I had tons and tons of time to like listen to podcasts. So I added like five more podcasts to my list that I just, you know, and, and not only adding them and listening to the things that they're coming out with currently, but like one of them, the thrilling adventure hour, I'm going back and listening to their entire backlog from 2011 up until now. And it's mm -hmm. ridiculous. And now that I'm back in the United States and I don't have an hour commute every single day, I haven't, I've been like falling behind right. really, really badly. Right. And that's what I used to, even in the 20-minute bus ride from my old house to my current job. Mm. That was enough back and forth to get an episode of Night Villain. Five-minute walk through the skyways, I can't do No, no. And then, it, especially, like, if you have people over on a particular day, then your entire goal set yep. is just ruined. Like why Having do you guys over for three hours last night completely squished my routine. Why do other people exist? Because it's they're awful. great. Why does so much <laughs> content exist? Oh, because of other people? Yeah. Oh, yeah. All right. Hmm. Hmm. What an interesting world we live in. <laughs> and it'll be only more interesting once, you know, automation completely takes over and none of us have proper jobs, but we all just have all the leisure time in the world. Interesting. It will be interesting. 
I look forward to it. Yeah. It, economics will be completely different. It'll turn out like Wally. Oh yeah. I was hoping that it would turn out more like Star Trek. Yeah. Yeah. Who knows? Who knows? The future. What will it bring? <laughs> All right. So, anything else that I forgot to mention that you want to bring up? Uh, no. All right. Cool beans. Thanks for coming on, Savannah. Yeah. I have missed you. Thanks. It's been too long since we've talked. Yeah. I mean, obviously, we talked yesterday. Right. And, like, the day that I got back. Right. But, like, other than that. Mm-hmm. You know. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty much. 